Oh, hey there. Hi, everybody. What's going on? Howie Spangler here. This is episode, I think it's episode number 155. You know, normally I check these things before I press record. Um, I'm going to have to look right now. I'm pretty sure it's episode 155. Um, it is... Uh, I was right. I was right. It's episode 155. Okay, cool. Man, I've been sleeping on these things, huh? I've been sleeping on the podcast, dude. It's been it's been a minute. I think, yeah, the last one I did was published August 5th. Wow, two months ago. Actually, what what month is it? Holy shit, three months ago. It's November now. Wow. I am a pathetic loser. Yeah. This is all right. I brought my pod shit cast ship my pod shit. My pod shit. I bought my pod shit on the road. Um on the tour. Didn't break it out once. I recorded a verse for a friend's song, and that's all I did. Never broke it out once. Super lame. I don't know why I do that. I always feel like I'm going to need it. I need to take it with me. I'm like the worst at bringing stuff on tour. And I hate it because I always bring too much stuff, right? Way too much stuff. And uh, I end up not using half of it. So, but I want to believe that I'm going to, you know, I brought my nice camera. I was going to make some videos. I didn't. I didn't do any vlogging. I, I vlogged one time at the beginning of the tour. And then I brought my my podcast gear and didn't use it at all <laughs> super lame uh anyway um how you guys doing man it is uh it is friday november 11th it is about 10 20 a.m i have to leave in about 55 minutes i gotta head to uh get my hair trimmed um it's more of that back of the neck hair you know the lower the lower middle lower neck hair uh i've been growing my hair out so it's like I'm trying to grow a mop, you know, and, uh, but you still got to keep it clean, you know, so I got to just get that cleaned up. Um, I don't know if that was gross to talk about or whatever, but I apologize. Uh, man, so post tour decompression is happening now. It is like a thing It is definitely a thing. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I feel, I guess like, I guess I'm old now. Maybe that's what it is. Um, I feel like I've never been this sleepy after a tour. You know, I was thinking about like the energy I had, the energy and the drive and the motivation I had 10 years ago um, to do all these things that I'm doing, you know? Like if I had all the things that I have now, like the the recording gear, the podcast stuff, you know, a good camera, making videos, like 10 years ago, if I'd had that when I was 32, you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, I just got into, I've always liked recording myself and making things, making, you know, content before we, before we called it content. 
um, always since I was a kid, I've always enjoyed making things, creating. Um, but I didn't really get the, like the, the gear, you know, until my early thirties. Um, up until that point, I was just, you know, I guess I used my, my phone for things to make videos and stuff, but, um, I don't know. I just wish that I wish I would have started earlier, like learning how to mix and record myself and all that. Um, and spent my money on cool things like good gear like this, that would, that would eventually make me money rather than like, you know, McDonald's three times a day. You know, anybody feeling that right now? Let me know in the comments. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, here we are, you know, we are the sum of all our decisions and our, all our choices. We are the sum of all of that. Um, and here I am. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I am. There's definitely always more work to be done, but, um, and I'm getting all over the place, but yeah. So like I was thinking about, I was like, man, if I had the energy that I had 10 years ago, if I had that now, um, I, I would get so much more done, you know? Uh, but like this entire week since the tour, um, Ballyhoo just went out with Hyrie and Surfer Girl, had a great tour. I think we were gone for five weeks plus the two weeks before that. So I was on the road for seven weeks because um, I was doing that little acoustic run with Fayuka, end of September. <clears throat> and uh, had a birthday, another, uh, another birthday, and then um, did some flying, flew home after the Florida shows to be with the kids and take them trick or treating and then back on a plane, uh, two days later to Dallas to finish up the tour in Texas. Um, and everybody was like, like, I, man, I wish tours were like three weeks to me. Like three weeks is like the sweet spot after about a week and a half, you start getting more friendly with the other bands on tour. Like if you don't know them yet, you know, um, you get more friendly with them. You get into the groove, you know, and then it's like the shows are popping. Like you're, everybody's playing well. It's it's good, you know. It hits like four weeks. You start, you know, getting annoyed with each other. You know, those people start to get a little irritated, and the bus gets smaller and smaller week by week you know? Um, and then, you know, by week five, like that, that last week of tour in Texas, like the shows were, were good, of course, but like, you're just ready to go home, you know? And like, I had gotten the, uh, a, a taste of it by coming home and being with the family for Halloween. Um, another bummer about being on tour all fucking October, which we did the same thing last year, is that you just like, I love Halloween. The band loves Halloween. My family loves Halloween. So it's like, it's a bummer to like miss all that. And, you know, and you know, we, we do the best we can. Like on the bus, we, we have horror movies playing on, on the TV. Um, when the satellite works, uh, although my brother brought, brought his Apple TV box. And then I picked up one of those T-Mobile, internet gateways the 5g and dude 
Game changer. Game changer. I'll go into that in a minute. But um, yeah, so like missing all that and, and like the, the Halloween vibes, you know, the spooky vibes, like I love that. And it's it's hard to maintain and be in it, you know, when I'm constantly, you know, engaged in like doing shows and, and we're doing the VIPs and then I'm writing set lists and, you know, there's just a lot, you know, it becomes Groundhog Day. I don't know. I, I I don't prefer to tour all October long. That's like to me that that's one of my favorite months. Maybe because my birthday's there too, but it's, it's Halloween, man. You know. Anyway, so like everybody's just tired and over it by week five. You know, so we were just ready to go home, and uh, so here I am. I've been home all week, and it's. I've just been so sleepy and just wanting to be not doing anything. Like I need to get back to this record, like making, you know, finishing the Ballyhoo record, like not finishing it, but doing more work. There's still a lot of work to be done. And, you know, again, 10 years ago, I, this record would be, you know, I, I'd have been that first thing I did, I would have jumped right back down here and got to it. But like, it's just so many things happening. It's life happening. I, you know, and then we had this, this whole like three week sort of saga of installing, delivering, installing new kitchen appliances. Like it's the first time I've ever bought anything like anything like that. Um, you know, I bought furniture before, of course, but like we we're not redoing the kitchen. I would love to redo the kitchen, but like I I got four new appliances: the, the fridge, the stove, the dishwasher and the microwave and uh hold on i have coffee mm-hmm. ah, yeah you guys know i'm drinking out of the ninja turtle mug uh yeah so this whole saga with that um i've never had all brand new shit you know in the kitchen so it was exciting you know it took a month to get here right and then of course, things get delivered a few days before I get home for Halloween, trick or treat, uh, and it's just a big mess. Like the dudes, like they were nice apparently because I wasn't here for it. She's dealing with it. Um, the guys were nice, but like they rushed. They put a couple scuffs and some dings, and when you pay that kind of money for brand new stuff. You want it to look brand new, right? You want to enjoy it, be proud of it, you know? And they put some scuffs and some dings and we don't like scuffs, scuffs and dings, right? So, um, and then they couldn't install the dishwasher because the shutoff valve under the sink that goes to the dishwasher was going bad. It was very old. Like the, all the valves under there were, were old. So, um, they couldn't install the dishwasher. So I had to call a plumber. I was going to do it myself, right? And I have done it before, but, you know, I shut off the main, good to go, right? But um, the P, there's PVC down there and it was like yellow and very brittle apparently. And I knew it was old. This house was built in 98. So 
you know, uh, math numbers. Um, and so I get down there and I'm like, I'm, I got the wrench and I'm, I'm banging away on, on, on things. Cause you know, they're not moving. And I learned last time, like just hit things with a wrench and you know, your day goes better. Right. Um, <clears throat> I learned that installing a, a the, the new faucet. I bought a faucet. I installed it. Took me a few hours because everything was like old and it's hard to get things, you know, disconnected. But did it. Awesome. Things works great. I've I, I've uh, replaced the disposal before. Um, you know, so I'm learning all this stuff right as a, as a homeowner, first time homeowner. And uh, anyway, yeah. So I'm down there. I'm starting to crank the the wrench and try to get this you know this valve off and then the goddamn pvc snaps on the bottom side coming from the coming from the the bottom of the uh, of the cabinet and then water comes out i was like oh great and it wasn't a ton of water luckily it was just like whatever was left in there it was a little bit of pressure still in the line i guess <laughs> oh man so i had to call the plumber and uh, they replaced all of the, all the shit underneath. Eight hundred bucks, eight hundred fucking dollars. Ugh. Yeah, it wasn't fun. It was. Uh, he he told me that I was like, uh, he was really nice, but there was like an emergency fee because I needed somebody there. I was like, can you please get somebody here like within the hour? You know. He was nice. He did a good job, but you know, I was all stoked to do it myself and I could have done it myself. It's just that, you know, I don't know how he got all the stuff off. He had special tools for that or whatever, but anyway. um, Okay. So that was a nightmare. And then the next day, another dude comes to install the dishwasher, right? Now the same day that they delivered all these things, October 28th, uh, they couldn't, install the microwave it's an over-the-range microwave never had one of those before we've always had the little guy sitting in the corner on the counter there it was like 30 bucks 12 years ago when we got our first apartment and um so they couldn't install the microwave either because there was no outlet and there was no hole in the bottom of the cabinet you know where it sits under and i'm dumb because i should have known that i just didn't think about it so they couldn't install that. So they brought the, they put in the stove and the, uh, or is it an oven? Is it an oven or a stove? It's probably, I guess you just call it an oven, right? They put in the oven, they put in the fridge, dings and scuffs, scuffs and dings, right? Uh, and then I've got my dishwasher and my microwave sitting there on, in boxes in the floor, on, in the dining room. So I got the, did the plumbing, the dude came and installed the dishwasher and then the guys come. I had another guy come and um, put in an outlet. He had to put it, he had to, it was crazy. He had the whole breaker pulled out down in the basement, like had to set up a dedicated circuit for that. Like it was wild. It's really, it was actually really fun to watch. I like watching that kind of stuff. It's fun watching things go together and I don't know, uh, like how it's made. Remember that show, how it's made? Um, but like, yeah, so we did all that. He put in an outlet. He drew. The, he drilled the hole, and we're good to go. And then the next day, uh, the dudes show up. 
No, it was a few days later. The dudes show up. Of course, I'm gone again. Um, and this time, when they they were they came to replace, because I I called and complained. I was nice about it, and the guy was really nice. I'm never like a dick to people on the phone. Um, the the dude, I got my stove and or oven, whatever the hell it is, uh, and the fridge replaced, and they brought the new stuff in, and they're supposed to also mount the microwave at this point because I set it all up where I had all the work done and they're supposed to do it. And it wasn't on their work order. So they were all mad. And I had to be on the phone with Home Depot uh, and their person, because it was like J.B. Hunt who like brings the stuff out and installs it. Um, And the guys were like fighting with us on it. Like, oh, we're not supposed to do that today. I'm like, yes, you are. Like, there's a whole point you're here. You know, so that was a nightmare. And like they, so they were like real rushy about it and tried to put it up and they couldn't get it up correctly. It was like all lopsided and weird. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. No, I'm just go home, whatever you got to do, leave it here. And I, I canceled the install, install fee, got the refund for that. I had the same guy that drilled the hole and put the outlet in. He came back and installed the, the mic for me. It was just, it was just a nightmare, the whole thing, you know? I, I understand there's like uh, there's worse problems in the world, but goddamn, dude. It's like you pay all this money for things. And it's supposed to be convenient and done and brand new. And it was just a big, big mess. So that that was what I was dealing with uh, towards the end of tour and then coming off the tour. Um, but then the rest of it, man, I just been tired. Like, can you get mono from like sharing a, a, a whiskey bottle? <laughs> I can like maybe maybe one of my crew guys gave me mono or something. I had mono. I was like sixteen. It sucked. I was very tired. Um. But now for real, I'd so like I was gonna I was gonna sit down on the couch because I got to go get my hair trimmed in a little bit, and I was like, I'll just go sit on the couch, chill while I'm waiting. I was like, if I sit down, I'll fall asleep. So that's when I was like, I'm gonna go downstairs and do a podcast. <laughs> which brings me to now, right? Uh, is anybody still listening? <laughs> Who's listening to my mundane bullshit? Um, so thanks to everybody that came out to the tour. We had a great run. Um, it was great to get to know um, the Surfer Girl camp some more. Uh, and Carter and Brittany and... Um, everybody in their camp. And then, and then obviously like with, with the hiree camp, like um, I, I met Trish a few years ago, but it was real quick. It was at a festival. We, we did the dry diggings festival. I think it was 2019, something like that. And um, she came up and said, hello. And uh, that was like the first and last time I talked to her. And then um, it was nice to get to know her. Like during the run, we were, we were hanging out a little bit and, um, Got her to, uh, she's going to do a song with us. So I went on the bus last week and uh, we just sat together with our guitars and worked through it. And she wrote her verse and she crushed it. And um, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's going to be great. <clears throat> she's very, very sweet person. And everybody uh, on the on the bus was super cool. All her band and her crew, everybody's so nice. And, um, you know. The band's great. The band's really tight, and um, they just all put on a great show together. 
So uh, definitely recommend getting to see Hyrie. Um, Surfer Girl is another one. They they just like Carter has a ton of like big dick energy, and just like all over the stage and just just real good front man, you know. So um, it was a slamming tour, and we crushed it every night. You know, we we saw you guys, we saw the shirts and the hats, and you know everybody singing along out there in the crowd. Like we could tell. Um, who was there to see us and, and we appreciate it so much. You never know when you go out on a support tour, you never know like what you're going to get. Like um, we've done tours where, you know, we'll, we'll open for a band and the band is, is dope or whatever, but like, and, and good people. But for whatever reason, the, the crowd, it, like we just don't connect to the crowd, you know, um, that's happened a few times, you know, when we go do support tours and you just never know. And then you got to do the whole tour, you know, it's like, fuck, um, and, uh, it was kind of like that with the common Kings, like, um, awesome band, sick band, great dudes too. And their whole crew is great. And, uh, but the crowd just really didn't give a shit about us. Um, we, we, we felt it every night. It was like, they were there for them, you know, and that, and that's fine. Um, but, but man, it was brutal. And I knew it the second show, I was like, oh shit, this isn't going to go well. And then every night it was like that. I was like, oh shit. But you know, is what it is. Sometimes you just don't don't match up for whatever reason. Um, Tribal Seas was another one. Like they they have like the more like uh, uh, traditional like reggae st- sound and uh, some of the the politics stuff and all that. And you know we're more in your face like pop punk. You know mixing reggae and you know just like I want to be Billy Joe Armstrong. You know what I mean? I sound like screaming at people and telling them to put their hands in the air and all that shit. Um, trying to make it a party you know and like i don't looking out like everybody's like high as fuck and they're just like trying to like chill and just vibe and we're like ah what's up riddle with bullets you know like doesn't work so um again great guys in tribal seeds but it's their 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 crowd just wasn't that into us so thankful to to go out with you know an open for a band and have their crowd enjoy us and and uh you know get some out of it we definitely like our followers increased a lot we crossed the 60k mark on instagram um because you know numbers are important right got to keep those looks up right uh but no no it it is there it is a bit of a metric you know i don't use i don't use those metrics like followers and likes and views i don't use that as a um uh, thing of like oh well we suck i guess or we're not as good as the other band or you know not I, I don't use it in that way i use those numbers in a way of like okay how can we grow this more what are we doing that what, what can we do better to have this grow faster or how do we get more views how do we get more more likes more engagement on our stuff um but i don't use it as like a negative thing like uh we only got nine likes or you know whatever those things aren't important. You, you use the numbers, uh, you know, is it objectively? You just go, okay, why did, you know, why did this video not do as well? Why, you know, why didn't we get this many, you know, like that and fix things and move forward. That's, that's how you're supposed to use those numbers. You know, monthly listeners on Spotify, followers on Instagram, it doesn't, correlate to ticket sales or like how good your band is or how shitty your band is. (laughs) 
it doesn't, it doesn't apply. It just doesn't correlate. Um, you know, I've seen bands with, you know, half our numbers do more tickets at shows. And I've seen the reverse, you know, so, um, it's just a, it's a, it's a matter of like staying at it and how you, how you present yourself and the type of show you're putting on is your show boring or is your show fucking amazing? You know, is it fun? Are people having a good time? Those are the metrics, you know, those are the things that you need to be, need to be paying attention to. So that's what we try to do every night. We try to make it a party, try to make it fun. You know, we were playing gas station burrito on this tour. And, you know, if you think, if you think Hyrie, you're thinking reggae, you're thinking chill, right? Now they put on like kind of a rock show, you know, but I think people going in, you listen to their songs. It's like, okay, this is definitely like, you know, they play some ska here and there, which is cool. Um, but the overall energy, uh, I'm not even gonna say their energy is less than ours. I'm just saying it's a different energy. Um, and so, you know, we go out there and we're, we're playing pop punk songs to this crowd and it's going over really well, you know, can't do that every time. It's like some shows you go out and, uh, you got to tailor the set list. You got to play your more chill stuff. Like if you look at our, if you look at our, um, like our Spotify, um, you know, top songs, right? You've got, um, you got walk away and walk away is always number one. Um, you know, walk away, middle finger, mixtape, damn it, which everybody's been loving that. So thank you guys for streaming that, uh, social drinker, the struggle popped in there in the top 10 for whatever reason, blaze this week, Cali girl message to the world and then healthy, healthy competition, a fucking bumping ugly song. Right. Um, so, uh, those, that top 10, you know, it's all the slow or just like, there's no punk rock in there. I'll say there's no pop punk in there. Right. But to me, it's, it's, it's so, okay. So those, that's kind of what people are expecting to see. And we do play those songs, you know, cause we know people came to hear those songs, but, um, the when we play gas station burrito it's become like a live song it's become a fun high energy part of the show where we get the crowd involved and everybody's like fuck yeah you know and it's been super cool to see that um i was just happy that it that it you know it worked now i don't know if we could do that at like you know if we play with tribal seeds again, could we play, could we, you know, play that song and would it go over? Well, I don't know. We might not play that that night, you know? Um, it's, it's interesting. And it's just, it really just comes with experience and just, you know, having all those shows under our belt to try things, you know, um, when we play festivals, it's, it, you know, it depends on what the festival is, but, you know, we've done, we did three reggae rise ups this past year and I I'm pretty sure we played burrito at all of them and it went over super well, you know? Um, I think music is about vibe these days. It's not so much about genre. And as long as you can put out there that you're having a good time, they see you're having a good time. It'll make them have a good time. Right. And now that doesn't mean we're going to hammer people with, you know, punk tunes, the whole set, 
you know, because they do want to groove and they do want to sing along, you know, it's like, and our, our pop punk songs aren't as well known as the more, you know, like walk away type mixtape type song, you know? Um, so we want to make sure people are going to sing. When I go to a show, I want to be able to sing along, you know? And it's like, I don't want to be the guy in the crowd, like staring at the band and just like taking it in, you know, and taking it in is fine. But I also want to like, I want to sing along. I want to be part of it, you know? So I want to provide that for people. Um, it's going to make a better show for everybody, I think. Um, so, so yeah, I'm just happy that, that, that song went over well. We get requests for Riddle with Bullets a lot. And like, we'll do it um, at, at our headliner shows. You know, we'll play, we'll go deeper into the catalog for our headliner stuff. Whenever we do support or festivals, we tend to play the top 10, top 20 songs, you know, um, just because we want people to sing along. And maybe it's incentive to go, well, hey, we're going to play these today and you're going to sing along. And then when we come back through on the headliner, you know, we'll play more of the other stuff that you might have wanted to hear or whatever. I don't know. I just, there's a reason why those songs are top 10, you know, so we play them. And it usually goes over well. Um, yeah, so the, the tour was great. It was awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you to everybody that came out. Um, thanks everybody for tuning into my live stream a couple days ago. Uh, that was the first one back in two months and went well. My voice was, I think post tour, just like real, my, my voice was kind of shitty. Um, so I, I stopped singing a little bit early, but it was cool to just kind of vibe and just chat with you guys. Uh, hit up my YouTube channel if you, if you haven't checked it out yet, but, um, subscribe and, uh, smash the like button and ring the bell and you'll know when I go live and upload a video. But, um, every Wednesday night I do a live stream. Let's hang out. Uh, every, every Wednesday night when I'm home, I'll say on a tour, it's, it's not easy to get a live stream done, but, um, yeah, so, uh, had a lot of fun again. So thank you guys for tuning in for that. Uh, working on, you know, a lot of things, uh, trying to get this Ballyhoo record finished and, um, uh, we have like another 10 or 12 songs to record. Um, I, I want to have like, like 20 to pick from at the end. There's a little more than 20 right now. Uh, but I want to actually record most of that stuff and have like a good 20 songs to like will down to like a good, I'd love to have like a 15 song track list. And, uh, start releasing singles early 23 and then hopefully put a record out in June. That's kind of been the the roadmap. Um, hoping we can stick to it. And it's like the, the time gets away too. It's like, um, I don't, I, it's hard to like, I don't want to rush it, but I need to, in, in order for this record to get out in June, I have to like keep working. So, that gets a little frustrating because like, I don't know if I, like, I don't, I don't have like all the lyrics, you know, I, I tend to overthink my lyrics and 
overthink arrangements and I'm like, this melody is not good enough, you know? And I think it's great to, to have that and, you know, it keeps me on my toes and it keeps me uh, making the best stuff that I can. Um, you know, I, I want every Ballyhoo record to slam. I want it to smash when it comes out. Like I want people to be like, oh, this is the, this is the best one yet, you know? Um, and I want the track list to have those those songs, like the ones that, the ones that you guys are singing now, you know, the, like the, the types of songs that we have to play every night and everybody knows every word and everybody's screaming the lyrics back to us. Like I need to have that, you know, and anything less than that is like, I don't want to put it out, you know? So we've got like, like I said, around 20 songs and I think most of them, there's, there's some there's some really good ones in there. There's definitely some really good ones in there. Um, and the others that are like cool, I can't tell yet because I haven't written lyrics or, you know, really dug into the melodies yet. And there's certain arrangements on some songs that like I, I just don't feel are quite there yet. So I need to sit with those. It's just a lot, you know, it's a lot to, lot to work through. And it's like, I won't let anybody else edit the stuff like I have to do everything I have to do. part of it's a control thing um and I recognize that but also it's like I don't want to like I I'll get it done quicker if I do it myself rather than try to explain it to somebody like another engineer you know uh you know and our effects the things I like to, the the dub effects and it's the way that I want it to sound like I guess like I'll just get it done quicker, you know? So I just, I just ended up, I end up doing, doing most of the work um, as far as like the recording and the engineering and the mixing and editing and stuff. Um, You know, it's a lot. And then it's like, I have to do things on the side too, like, you know, with the producing other bands and playing acoustic shows and solo stuff, things like that. Um, You know, I got to pay off, I got to pay off this wedding somehow. Right. Um, So, it's just a lot to do all the time. Plus, you know, family, you know, just, I definitely recommend, um, I think you could start this at any age. I think you could, I don't think age is, is a, is a big issue. It's just the things that come with typical age, like life, you know, whether it's marriage, kids, you know, owning a home, you know, paying bills, paying rent, like those things start to happen in your twenties and thirties and definitely recommend like if you're, if you're 19 and you're thinking about starting a band and it's like something you could see yourself doing, like fucking do it, you know, or like just anything really, anything like creative, like if you want to start a podcast or start a YouTube channel, like, and be able to devote all your time. Cause really it comes down to time, right? It comes down to like, you know, uh, how you, how you manage your time and the, the the amount of time you have to allot to something, um, and it gets less and less the older you get because of the tra- traditional life things that that happen. So you know, and it's, those aren't bad things like getting married. 
doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to quit your band or quit making YouTube videos because you're getting married, you know? Um, you just have to create time for everything. Um, and I highly recommend writing things down in a planner or a journal um, just to keep your head straight and it helps to uh, make sense of things. You know, when you have a lot of, when you got a pretzel on your head and, you, and you're just cluttered, you can really declutter and get in there and, you know, organize um, by writing things down. Uh, and it's, you know, so my life, I'm 42, just turned 42. Fuck. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, just looking back and seeing the body of work, seeing like, you know, all the streams that we get, we're lucky to get what we get. Um, I think, you know, that said, I think the songs are good. I think that the music is quality and there's a reason why the shit gets all the plays that it gets. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh man, I don't know. It's, you know, like I get it, man. Like I feel like I know that I work hard. The band works hard. We, we put our best foot forward every time. Um, so I'm not going to deny that, you know? Um, and I see the fruits of our labor, you know, I see it every day when I check the Spotify or, you know, when we get a nice royalty check, you know, when the publishing money comes in every three months, it's like, like, cool, man, people are listening. Like this, this has been worth it. You know, all the time I've been in this band 27 years, um, you know, and just all the growth and just constantly, that's why I tell bands like all the time, like stay in your catalog, keep building your catalog, you know, stay focused, keep your head down and just don't worry about what everybody else is doing. And it's okay to look up and kind of, you know, see what the environment's like and, you know, uh, see what the new platforms are and, you know, maybe the new little, uh, types of videos that, bands are making for you know to promote shows or to promote a record like how content is being made and content is certainly uh creation is 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 definitely a a big component now of you know releasing a record or, or announcing a tour absolutely you know um but don't don't get upset or like don't let it get you down when you see another band doing um something you wish you were doing, you know, uh, whether that's selling out shows or, um, you know, going to Australia or to play or, um, you know, celebrating a million streams or something like that, you know, like, don't get worried about that. Just, just stay focused and keep moving forward and just do what you do. And like, I put out like a little, uh, Instagram thing last week, I guess I was feeling it a little bit, but like, don't feel like you have to fit into a box just because it's hot. You know, um, it's like, it's for example, like the, the, there's a sound in this, in this community, in this genre of music that we're in the, you know, American reggae scene. And I, I stress that we're not a reggae band and yes, you, you will find our music, a lot of our music in the reggae category. 
side note about that is just funny. This is just another another reason to just keep moving forward and not think too much and not worry about people, what people say. But like we put out, um, you know, when we did Girls, I was I was adamant about releasing it in the alternative category um, rather than reggae. And we had done that. Like we put, you know, Daydreams came out in the reggae category. Um, and I think it was like, it probably served us well because it sort of solidified, you know, when you go to like the value page, it's like, uh, listeners also like, and it's like other bands in the scene, you know? So it helped like, you know, keep us in that scene or whatever, help us grow there. But like, um, daydreams is like a rock record, you know, for the most part, I feel like. Um, so it was kind of weird to put it in reggae, I thought, but, um, it's easier to chart too. It's easier to get in the top five, top 10, top five, whatever. Uh, when you go in reggae, <clears throat> there's like less competition. Well, anyway, I was like real adamant about going an alternative for girls. Cause it felt like it was an alternative record. Yeah, there was some reggae stuff on there for sure. Like mixtape, Jameson and Ginger is kind of dubby. Um, but like, I felt like it was an alternative. I don't know. So we did it and we hyped it up for, for three months and we hit number one at Alternative at iTunes. And back then, you know, this was five years ago. Back then it was still, like iTunes was still like relevant. You know, iTunes was still popping. You know, Apple Music, I don't even know if Apple Music was around then or maybe it just got going. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so it, we sat there the entire weekend at number one and I'm looking at like 21 pilots and green day and like other bands that I like underneath us, you know, it's crazy. I'm like, what does that look like? Who, you know, who's surfing iTunes alternative and sees our record at the top. It was wild. Right. So anyway, I, one of the reviews, um, on iTunes was like, it wasn't, maybe it was on iTunes, maybe it was somewhere else, but, um, one of the reviews was like somebody saying like, wait a second, this is reggae. Stop stealing our music and, and calling it alternative and putting alternative. And it's just like, all right, man, like, what do you want? What do you want from me? Like, I'm trying not to look like I'm appropriating a culture or, or a music, you know, by, by just, you know, putting it, putting it in alternative instead of, you know, taking the reggae sound that we have and calling it reggae and putting it in the reggae category. I felt like, in a way like that would be more uh that would be more um uh fuck that would be worse you know like that like um or insulting or something by by calling us reggae right so i was like this is gonna go an alternative but it's like we put in alternative and then we bitch because it's not in in the reggae category you know some guy it's just like another reason to not pay attention to you know the people on the outside, just if you try to please everybody, you're going to please no one, right? So just do what you do. Stay focused, do what you do. Someone is going to enjoy it. You know, there's so there's 8 billion or approaching 8 billion people out there. Like you're going to, like there's enough fan base for everybody. You just have to reach them, you know? And the way to reach them is by staying consistent and, you know, keep doing what you're doing keep making noise, keep generating, you know, keep making waves and, and bringing people to you, you know, and it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to sound like a stick figure. Um, it, it's like he, you know, stick, stick owns this sound, I feel like, 
and uh, there's a lot of bands that are that are doing that sound, you know, and it's like, and I love the sound. I think it's great. And stick is awesome. And, um, I, I think he's like mastered it, you know, and the fucking, the grooves and the, the tones, everything's, everything's rad, but like, there's a lot of bands that are coming out that sound like that now. And it's, it's the same thing, you know, when green day came out, how many pop punk, pop punk bands came out, you know, when it like 10 years later, you got not even 10 years later, you got some 41 and, you know, Blink and uh, My Chemical Romance and fucking, you know, insert pop punk band. Um, it's the same thing, you know. Uh, I just feel like, you know, for us, that's not our sound. Like, we don't sound like that. And if we were to try to sound like that, like, I think, I feel like people would kind of look at it and be like, eh. I mean, look, I'm not saying that, like, I won't make a song that sounds like that because I love the sound, you know, but like overall it's like, we're always been a rock band first. Um, so like to try to steer in any other direction would be weird, you know? So like stay in your lane, do what you do. Don't worry about trying to, you know, do what's hot, you know, just respect to, to everybody out there that's, that's working, you know? Um, it's your art, but like, don't feel bad about your art. Like, if you if you if you know the shit's quirky, stay quirky, man. That's who you are. So, you know, I like fucking pop punk music, and I like I like reggae music, so I mix it up, and that's just what we sound like. You know, um, don't feel pressure. Don't feel pressure. Just stay the course. Um. Gotta wrap this up in a few. Gotta get that hair hair trimmed, baby. We're doing family pictures tomorrow. Um. Yeah, so uh, you know, I'm home. We got one more show. Uh. Next Saturday, uh, November nineteenth. Gonna be at the Wrecker in Towson, and we love this place. It's like our one of our favorite places to play. It's, uh, we like, it's the first spot that we consistently sold out every time back in the day, back in the late two thousands. Um, started doing our Halloween shows there and, um, it, the shows are just slamming and they closed for several years and then they reopened a couple years ago, like during the pandemic. So, um, it's been nice to the last year or so get back and play a couple shows so we're looking forward to, to, you know, ending our 2022 at home playing at the record. So, uh, if anybody wants to get out there, tickets are available at bellyrocks.com, um, slash VIP. And, uh, speaking of VIP, you can get, uh, VIP tickets for this. We're doing, I think we allotted 20 or 30 tickets, uh, for VIP. It's a sound check VIP. And then, uh, so we're going to run through some songs and then when we're, when we're done, we'll come down and hang out and, you know, say what's up and, take some pictures and sign stuff if you'd like, and you can hit the merch table and then we'll chop up your shirts, get, cut those sleeves off. You got, you got to cut those sleeves off, you know? So you, you wouldn't believe how, how freeing it is. The mobility, the mobility you'll, you'll have the range of motion you'll have. Um, it's a nice feeling. Uh, but anyway, yeah, look, really looking forward to that. The Harbor boys, Adam Almany, uh, both bands that I, that I've worked with in the past are going to be opening the show. So it's going to be a nice, like local band showcase, um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So 
Dad, if you ain't got nothing to do and you're and you're in the area next Saturday, come hang out with us. Um, I know some people are coming home for Thanksgiving and all that stuff that week, so or that following week. Um, yeah, man. I guess that's it. I just want to check in. It's been three months since I did a podcast. Jesus Christ, I got I got to get better at this, man. Um, I guess uh, let me know if you enjoyed it. Please, uh, please uh, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Um, on YouTube and and Spotify and and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, um, and uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll see you guys soon. Um, let me know what I should be talking about. Let me know what I should be talking about on the uh, on the pod here. I um I'm out of, I'm out of ideas. So, all right, have a great weekend. Peace. <laughs>